0: hello everybody hello welcome back to the next episode of Chuck talks a lot we are here in the new and improved as promised on the last episode the new and improved Chuck talk studios and Chuck talk studios is the front room of my house on a folding table it is amazing nonetheless we got some equipment that actually lets me record and maybe sound a little bit better so we'll see how it works out uh, nonetheless I uh, hope you guys enjoy it uh, I have with me as always via satellite one john Billick. john what's happening
1: not too much man i'm, I'm happy to hear that it's uh it's coming together over there uh, and that uh <laughs> that little intro felt like like chris jericho was about to come out
0: dude we could be so lucky <laughs>
1: that sounded uh, like that sounded like him so but okay. it's pretty cool I'm, gl- I'm glad you guys got it rolling
0: yeah so after a lot of trials and tribulations uh so hence sorry to be so late on the uh I'm getting this new pod out, I actually uh, made me feel pretty good, to be honest with you. I had a lot of people asking, when was the new pod coming out? Mainly, of course, because they want to know my reaction to the Browns game. We'll get to that in just a second. So uh, I would like to say a big shout-out, as I always do at the beginning of the episode. I want to give a big shout-out to the guy who made this new little setup of mine possible. To, out to Chris Carter, who is on Twitch at CarterGod. C-A-R-T-E-R-G-W-D. Look him up on Twitch. Uh, we actually were playing some Call of Duty last night on Twitch. Uh, top 10 every time we played. You guys should have seen it. It was pretty awesome. We played good. It was fun. It gave you some good laughs. So if you haven't yet, go check him out. Give him a follow. Give him a like. All that good stuff. And a uh, big shout out and thanks to him for setting up my little Chuck Talk studio here in my house. Pretty awesome stuff. So um, anyways, uh, as we have some live action going on, John, is it still 1-1 to in the Indians game? It is
1: still 1-1 to in the bottom of the fourth in Chicago so
0: okay all right fair enough we'll, it's,
1: it's a very it's a very un uh uneventful game so far uh started out started out solid for the tribe and sort of just you know in indians fashion it's i was just, gonna say
0: just staying true to the task here as of the last seven eight games yeah so uh
1: figures crossed they're gonna they're gonna get this this going the right direction but they got to snap we'll, we'll out
0: tu- of it. right we'll touch on that another time yeah we'll get to that right now Without further ado, uh, I know everybody wants to know the Browns, right? The Browns have been the talk, obviously. After all the anticipation, game rolled around on Sunday. And let me just start it off by saying this. I know everybody wants to know what do I think. Let me just get this right off the rip so you understand where I stand before we even get started. Don't worry. I'm not going to do what everyone thinks I'm going to do out, yeah. yeah, so I want everyone to understand. I'm not going to flip out, all right? Don't get me wrong. I was watching that game with John, sitting side by side, watching the game. We were extremely upset. We were extremely mad. Uh, we were, as you would always think, we would be during a Browns game, but this is a reason why I typically do a Browns follow-up at least a day, if not two days after. It's why I originally... That, you know, a year and a half ago, whatever it was when I started doing this, when I started doing Brown's reaction, the reason why I started doing it on Tuesdays was I thought I could give a much more <laughs> controlled response if I gave it a couple days to let it soak in. And this would have been sure. a good thing, right? I mean, again, me and John watched it together and we talked about it as much as we can talk about it. So we're going to share that with you. My quick utter thing right off the rip is we looked like straight trash. That is 100% true. Like if... If you had to sum up the game in a whole in one word, it's trash. And I wish I could point out a bright spot. I mean, I could dig by and say, hey, according to pro football focus, the offensive line looked pretty good. I mean, you know, and, and appeared it did. I mean, I thought it looked all right. Uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt looked okay in there. Uh, little bits and pieces that we got to see him in. But other than that, yes, coaching I thought failed. Play calling failed. Baker looked bad. OBJ looked bad. So on and so forth. As a whole, the team looked bad. But, that being said, we're not going to flip out. It's game one, and everyone's already ready to fire. the Coach and Bench Baker, we'll we'll get more and more that here in a second. But, my just overall reaction is, the game looked bad. I know it. Trying to be realistic. I wanted to win. That obviously made me take a step back and realize that we have a team that uh, had no preseason. Brand new head coach. Brand new system. And you're going against a team that... All they were doing was putting cherries on top of their Sundays because they already knew what they were doing. They didn't have to install anything new. They were just picking up where they left off. In a nutshell, I just—I guess—I'll leave it at that. So we can get some word from John on on his immediate, uh, you know, impulse take of the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you said it all, really. Um, the the biggest uh, uh, takeaway I had from it was watching the game. Uh, As odd as this sounds for for those listening, as odd as it it sounds, Chuck and I haven't watched many games together over the years. We really haven't. Like, we've been to a few games at the same time, but only like twice or three times have we actually sat together. Um, And, like, with the exception of like random trips here and there where we'd go to uh, each other's places in North Carolina, or, you know, I'd be up here for, for a random weekend or whatever it was pretty rare that we'd actually sit and watch games together. So, I mean, it's a lot of fun to, to be able to get together and stuff like that. I've never seen Chuck more uh, uh, quiet during a game. And I, and I don't say that like, as like a disrespectful to you, Chuck, but it was sort of like a, a you knew you didn't want to talk because you didn't have anything good to say. That's and very fair. Ki- and you kind of, well, at least that was from my perspective. And, And, uh, you kind of summed it up right there. Probably why you, you were just, you had nothing good to say because they had nothing good to, to back up. Um, and yeah, that's, it was, it was a frustrating afternoon. I mean, we had fun for sure, but it, 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 there's no preseason. There was a very, uh, condensed training camp, a very condensed off season program. It's, it's something that, uh, it showed on Sunday for sure. That's really all that, that, that I can add to that.
0: Yeah. And, and you're right. I was, it was impossible for me. You know, I think it was pretty great when we got the touchdown and you know, yeah, that was the one time where we got to celebrate and I kind of got to be myself <laughs> as I typically am <laughs> watching a game. But as you saw it just steam rolling out of control. Yes. It was very difficult for me to just enjoy myself. And you're right. Um, We don't watch a ton of games together. We've watched, we usually, we either somewhat text during the game, but even that doesn't happen very often. It's typically after the game, we have our, whether it's via text or whatever it is, that's when we have our, let's talk about it. Let's review the game. You know, that sort of thing. And of course, now we will move that into doing it live (laughs) here for everyone to listen to. Uh, But yeah, I mean, and I don't think there's any reason to bore everyone with a breakdown and, uh, about. I mean, there's not a lot to talk about. It was a complete debacle, and you just hope that all of those things that were stacked against us that we just kind of touched on and mentioned, the preseason, the new coach, the new system, all of these things, uh, you just hope that that was the reason. And so then as we move into week two, which amazingly enough for the Cleveland Browns uh, starts four days after we just play a game, as I know you and I have already discussed our thoughts on how ridiculous that is. I can't believe it, yeah. I mean, it's uh, absolutely—I'll keep it PG. It's just ridiculous uh, that (laughs) that this is even happening. But we just have to hope that all those things that were stacked against them, that they also took a step back. I mean, you know, to be fair with the coaching aspect, I mean, you can't be calling a fake punt on your own. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where I hate to harp on that, like the fake punt thing, because if it works, we're so happy and he's a genius— it didn't work, so we want to call him an idiot. Uh, I just, you know, I guess maybe they realized they were more behind the eight ball than we did, and they knew they had to get super creative and crazy if they were going to try to pull out a win. I guess maybe that's how you could back up that call. I, uh, it's the best way I'm going to try to back it up,
1: <laughs> I guess. Yeah, and I guess in in, in the grander perspective as well, um, you know, I remember shooting this to you on Monday reading some of the post-game commentary from our favorite uh, writers and, and media personalities <laughs> around the area. Yeah. Um, the reaction from us specifically like you and me and, and our friends was way worse than the, the media's perspective. And that was so surprising to me because I'm like, we all watched the same game, right? Like we, we, we all saw a terrible performance from the Cleveland Browns. But somehow a lot of these writers, these analysts, these people in the media were saying there's a lot to build on from here and there's no reason to sound the alarm. There's no reason to, to freak out. I mean, granted, it is week one and it's uh, the Monday after week one is overreaction Monday and it's, sure. it's everybody's favorite holiday <laughs> right. um, in, the, in the football world. And, um, and I remember last year, you know, leaving the game uh, against the Titans and immediately thinking no the season's over because of the way everybody reacted um, but somehow for whatever reason and, and I take this in, as an encouraging thing um, they they had a lot of I didn't have anything positive to say about the game but they say that there's things to build on so I, I, it sort of brought me back to, hmm. to earth a little bit so hopefully that's a it's a sign of of things to come maybe it is just the, the Ravens buzzsaw that we ran into and the combination of the things we've already discussed. It, it just was one thing after the other and we needed to, to try to get cute and it didn't work. And hopefully, you know, tomorrow night, you know, that quick turnaround will be just what this, this team needs.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm, same thing is I'm hoping that the turnaround rather than be a negative thing, even though it is a difficult turnaround, hopefully it is what the team needs and they, just can't wait to get the bitter taste out of their mouth and uh, come on the field and just make things look completely different. And I'm glad that you brought right. that up about the, the media thing about them because you're right, that, that is an encouraging thing because typically it is the other way around where we're trying to understand why they're writing the Browns off. And it is encouraging, and I guess if nothing else, it just makes you feel good that they're not after the first game. But I can't, and I have to get to this right now, I, I can't say the same about the fans um, between you know, Twitter and my social media habit that I have of Twitter that I know, as you always tell me, stay off Twitter. <laughs> um, between that and now that I am back to work, uh, back to out driving around and, and seeing some customers and stuff here and there like I've been doing these last couple days, so I'm back to listening to Sports Talk Radio. And let's just say the phone calls that i was listening to this morning of people calling in holy smoke so i'm not going to dwell on what they said let's just say they all say ridiculous crazy things everybody wants to trade odell beckham jr that uh if they don't want to trade odell it's only because they think we need to bench baker mayfield those are the two top things i hear constantly bench baker mayfield Uh, trade Odell Beckham and even occasionally and now the occasional why is Stefanski calling plays it should be the offensive coordinator we already have a coach who doesn't know what he's doing blah 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 so those three calls were absolutely the majority of everything that was coming in on the radio okay so sounds about right I just need to then get this out to these people here's I was trying to sum this up I can basically only do it in two ways one Cleveland fans are addicted to the pain they can't, they, they like it. They don't know that they like it, but they like it. And so they can't get away from it. And if something at all starts to trend in the other direction that isn't pain and misery, they don't know what to do with themselves. And they hurry up and find a way to put themselves back in that spot. And they just want to do. So obviously we're all mad that the Browns have sucked for the better part of 20 years. We're mad about that. But here we are after one single game and everybody already is saying the same thing they said for 20 years. Get rid of the coach, get rid of arguably one of the best players on the team and Odell Beckham, one of the best players in the league, and also get rid of your quarterback. Same things we hear every year for 20 years. Now, I've tried to thought of a way of how I can explain to Browns fans why they're wrong in wanting to do the same thing we've done for 20 years. Now, we've done the same thing for 20 years, which is what you want. You want to get rid of the coach and the quarterback already. That's what we've done for 20 years. What has it gotten us? Who wins a year for 20 years? I thought to myself, but I've said this before. I I know I'm a broken record If people listen to this. I was saying this after week whatever last year because people do the same thing. Again, my point, you want to keep the same thing that isn't working. So I thought to myself, for the most part, the people who say that are people who are at least my age in their early 40s and older because they've just so tired of the, the suck. So I thought most people my age or even a little younger, such as yourself, you know who Eric Metcalf is, right? Yeah, he's my favorite player. He's your favorite player. Of course he is. He's so many Browns fans' favorite player. Eric Metcalf. Now, how mad did Browns fans used to get when all we did, so it seemed like, was we ran Eric Metcalf Metcalf up the middle? It was such a funny thing, and and Browns fans were so mad about it. Oh, my God, if I have to see Metcalf up the middle one more time. That's all they keep doing. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Stop doing it. They screamed about it. It became such an iconic saying, I can go right now and buy a T-shirt that says Metcalf up the middle on it. And it has the play of the little X's and O's and the X is the running back going right up the middle being stopped because it's so just infamous in Browns fan history, Metcalf up the middle. Well, I just wanted to relate that to this scenario because if you hated Metcalf up the middle and you hated how they kept doing it because it never worked and it kept not working, but they kept doing it and it frustrated you, just relate that to the coach and the quarterback of the team. You want to keep getting rid of them. That's the same thing as giving the ball to Metcalf up the middle. The same result will happen. Nothing good. For once, let's stick to try a different plan. Let's run a pitch to Metcalf on the outside or a screen pass to Metcalf. You know what that is? That's the equivalent of not getting rid of your coach and quarterback after one game or half a season. The best way I could correlate it to try to get the fans to understand. Now, I don't know. That's enough of my high horse. That's enough of my rant on that. I just, it just drives me nuts. And I know nobody cares. And, you know, if we lose again on Thursday, the sky's going to be falling. If we win, it's going to be unicorns and magic. And everyone's going to forget <laughs> about all of that. And I understand that as a Browns fan, it's, you just can't live, you cannot have like Baker Mayfield cannot be on a game by game stay or go scenario. You just can't at this point. Depend,
1: well, that depends on which radio station you're listening to in the area.
0: True. Well, I won't call out the station I was listening to today. Uh, I mean, I think that they do a – now, the, the guys on the show did a pretty good job. This was this was the callers, so
1: – Oh, no, no, no but, but, you know, the stay or go – uh, uh, calls. Yeah. Oh. The,
0: yeah, um, yes. And I was not. Polls, I was not listening to or... said show. That
1: you are. Yeah, so, <laughs> speaking. Yeah, depending. Of. Depending on uh, that, if you're listening to that, then yeah, that's going to be a week to week basis for not only Baker but Kevin Stefanski, Odell Beckham, et cetera.
0: Yeah. So I guess then after now I'm done with my rant there of uh, several minutes of just. Begging and pleading fans to stop wanting to get rid of everyone. And it goes on, it goes to all of it. I I don't, I actually put out a question on Twitter. I didn't get much response, but I asked, are all fans like Cleveland fans? I just, you know, I remember towards the end, people couldn't wait to get rid of LeBron. When this season started, every single at bat, Frankie Lindor didn't hit a home run. It was, oh yeah, you want to pay him still? Look, he sucks. Get him out of here. Let's get some people in here. Now you can't wait. Why is it such a Cleveland thing to want to get rid of everyone? I, I can't wrap my head around it. I don't know if you have any insight or even care to chime in on such a topic, but it, it just has me boggled, perplexed. And it just basically just pisses me off.
1: It's a, it's a, um, it's the word I want to use. I can't, I can't, I can't really pinpoint what I want, what I want to say in one word. It's the fear of being let down. It's like the breakup mentality right like you're you're scared to get into a relationship a serious relationship because if it if it falls apart you're going to be heartbroken and I think Clevelanders have been so steadfast on avoiding too deep of heartbreak (laughs) or they've been heartbroken so much that they're jaded and it's just like well you know I've I've had my heart broken enough I I don't need to you know even try anymore so they take that approach. It's the, I'm not going to get satisfied with anything because all it's going to do is just build up my hopes and it's just going to fall down in my face again. That's the only thing that I can pinpoint it on. Um, but I mean, you, you got to get back on that horse, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, what well, how's it? It's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. But our, so maybe what we relationship need to- talk with. Yes, yes. Welcome into Chuck and John's uh, love session. So maybe what we need to do is we need to get somebody on here. So in in coming weeks, I'll do my best. I think it's what we need to do. We need to find someone to join us who is in the camp of moving on from these people, the people that are already ready to bench Baker, um, so on and so forth, just those type. And maybe if we – I don't want to argue about it. I want to pick their brain and they can pick mine. I want to. I need to understand. If anybody out there who listens to this wants to be that person, if you if you couldn't disagree more with what I'm saying, let me know. At Chuck Go Browns on Twitter. Chuck Talks A Lot on Facebook. Uh, Chuck Talks A Lot at gmail.com. Get a hold of me any of those ways and let me know because I'd love to pick your brain. I got to wrap my head around why you can't wait for the next guy. And it's either instant success or get out of here. When we've had no success at all and no success doing that yet you want to keep doing that so anyway i understand that as a browns fan we're very very delicate oh, i'm in a glass case of emotion i get it okay i completely get it but that still is just it, it's anyway i can't wrap my head around it i won't go on about it anymore um as far as the browns i feel are, i
1: feel power i feel powerful now because of all this so like it feels like nothing can hurt me anymore. So it's, <laughs> I'm gonna. My, my hope is through the roof all the time because I, I have blind faith that everything they do is gonna work. Um, yeah, we're both because in that I've camp. Seen, we've seen a lot of things that haven't worked, and it's like, well, if they're doing something slightly different, then hey, maybe that's this is what it's gonna take. <laughs> so well, I, I'm just I, I'm always in that camp, and I mean, can like like it's the the easiest way I can respond is is you know. People criticize us for being optimistic and hopeful, and, and having that blind optimism and faith. And it's like, well, consider the alternative, right? Just be yeah. a cynical jerk the entire time about it. Then it's like, all right, then why watch?
0: Yeah, because then it's why not fun. Attention?
1: Why consider yourself a fan? Why why put any effort into what? Like, if you don't, if you have these low expectations and these these feelings towards everything they do, is is probably going to be horrible. Then why waste your time on it? You know, pick up a new hobby. Like, yeah, I
0: Cleveland guess that Browns probably
1: might not be for you. So.
0: <laughs> well, that probably sums it up. I guess maybe we just love this and we look at this as fun. And I guess if we had that attitude or that mindset or that whatever, it just wouldn't be fun. I mean, right. Don't get me wrong. Sunday wasn't fun. <laughs> it was fun I mean, before. It was. it was fun before the yeah. game, and and we even had some fun after the game. But right. that four hour, three and a half hour, whatever time. Yeah, it wasn't very fun. It was depressing. And then, yeah, I was kind of depressed the rest of the evening. But nonetheless, nothing else to say about the game. That's my reaction. Right. My reaction is we sucked. I hated it. Sky is not falling. I'm not ready to get rid of everyone. I'm very, very excited. How's it? What's that say, John? Uh, on to Cincinnati.
1: We're on to Cincinnati.
0: We're on to Cincinnati. Correct. Right. And that's what we are. We are on Cincinnati. So, look. We're we're still going to be banged up. Greedy Williams is still going to be out. Now we're going to be out. um, uh, Jacob Phillips is going to be out. But uh, Jack Conklin is going to be – he's questionable, so we don't know if he's going to be playing or not. It looks like Jedrick Wills is going to play, even though he's a little banged up. But, you know – the Bengals are down like a couple linebackers that I guess have been out already. Now they're two defart, uh, defarting to start. They're two starting <laughs> defensive tackles. Say that three times real fast. They're two starting defensive tackles are going to be out. So I read something that did make me think. They're like, hey, look, I know everyone was a little critical about uh, Chubb and um, Hunt not getting the ball a lot. But as they pointed out, one, of course, we started getting rolled. So we had to pass if we were going to try to come back in the game. And also – Beyond that was he said, "Look, they knew we had a game on Thursday. They knew we were playing the Bengals, and they probably plan on running heavy against the Bengals anyway. So maybe they were saving the guys. I don't know. That might be a convenient thing to say."
1: I can so so just to t- touch on that before yeah. we move on. Yeah. I can agree with that second statement more than the first one, and the first one has been debunked in Cleveland Browns history several years ago. I will never ever. Ever buy into the argument that when you're getting your ass kicked in a game, you have to start throwing the ball? Because when the Browns were trailing, what was it, twenty-eight to nothing against Tennessee mm-hmm. uh, in Tennessee several years back? Yep. Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for the Browns, and he kept hammering the ball. Isaiah Crowell, um, who were our backs? There was a, there, we had like a two or three back system. Yeah,
0: Crowell was definitely the the main Crowell guy. Was in-
1: in, in the mix, but they Duke, kept running. Duke the Johnson.
0: Ball.
1: I don't know if we had Duke Johnson quite yet. Okay, but um, we ran the ball. We ran the hell out of that ball, and we ended up winning that game twenty nine twenty eight.
0: Biggest and comeback.
1: And so, so you can't tell me that when you're getting steamrolled in a football game that you immediately have to abandon the run and and start letting the defensive backs just kind of drift off and let the defensive ends pin their ears back. I will never buy into that argument ever again. I was, I was on that side. Like, well, you have to throw it. Like you got to play catch up. It's like, no, you got to play to your strengths regardless. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to play catch up, but you got to play to your strengths and you can't just like, so I can see them saying, well, this game is by all, by all counts, it's over. So there's no point in us destroying our two best players on the offensive side of the ball. Are two most important players for the system in Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb because we got a game in four days. I can see that 100% being the case. Like, you know what? We might as well try to play, you know, some some passing offense here and, and figure it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but
1: that's my take on
0: it. I mean, I'll, I'll back that up. On, I agree with you 100%. You know, that Tennessee game, of course, is a prime example. And not to mention, we got away from the running game long before we were getting blown out in that
1: game. Oh, yeah. And and that was a staple in Freddie Kitchen's offense last year. Yes. Is abandoning, abandoning the run way sooner than is, is common sense wise, you know.
0: hundred percent. So I'm just look, the game was garbage. We need to just forget about it at this point. It's over, it's behind us. On to we Cincinnati. We got a game tomorrow. We're not gonna have to wait till Sunday. We have a game tomorrow. So I mean, you know, we kinda already touched on what that game's gonna be like. Uh, who's in, who's out. I do expect to see much more running this game. And I just also expect to see, I just, look, obviously I expect to see just the complete opposite of what we saw. I mean, uh, pretty plain and simple. I I expect to see the complete opposite of what we already watched. And I'm, look, I'm back to being super excited. I'm just as excited for tomorrow as I was uh, last Saturday getting ready for the game on Sunday. And I am off work tomorrow and the next day and I'm looking to get up tomorrow. Whatever time I open my eyes, I'm in Cleveland Browns football mode. I know the game ain't till Thursday night, but I'm starting as soon as I get out of bed. And I'm going to will this team to bounce back and win this game tomorrow. My will will be there. I just, I need the Browns defense when they get out there the very first time, and they line up, and they see Joe Burrow over there, who all of a sudden, by the way, is the next greatest quarterback to ever play football. And I just, I need that defense when that ball is snapped to have the mindset. <laughs> Get in there like Leroy Jenkins and tear this house down. I understand we won't have 70000 there going nuts like we really wish we should and we would have been two of those 70000 But we need to get in there and right off the rip. I don't want any questions. I need – we need to score – High twenties or thirties, and we need to hold them into the teens or less. That's just that's what has to happen, and we can all get back to as I mentioned, unicorns, rainbows, and the Browns are back, and we're happy, and hopefully, we're on our way to building this team into what we think, which is hopefully a playoff team this year. And I still believe that. Now I'll get back uh, to you after Thursday, but I still believe that.
1: I, that was I. I don't know how long you were going for that, and that was a very enthusiastic and it felt like a passionate speech there. Um, I've been sidetracked for the past couple of minutes because there's a delay in the Indians-Cubs game okay. for, a, for a drone that is flying over the stadium <laughs> What? so I apologize that I didn't catch everything that you, uh, that, that you were discussing. I know you're doing like a little breakdown of the game for tomorrow night but I have been so and that landed on the field now I, I don't know what's going on
0: is Trevor um, Bauer there? Because, you know, him and drones.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, speaking of Cincinnati. Uh, <laughs> but they're, they're, no joke, it's the uh, bottom of the fifth inning, I think. And there's a legit delay in the game because there's a drone down on the field. Like, okay. it was just uh, literally as I was talking, it was hovering. And now it's, it has landed on the field and it has a camera attached to it. And now it's it's zooming back up straight in the air.
0: I was saying, are say, are they getting it or is it just like – now it's just flying again.
1: Somebody in the Greater Chicago area is definitely <laughs> messing with this game.
0: Oh my like, gosh! Like
1: I just saw, like the, the the thing that caught my attention is Frankie was like pointing straight up in the air, like freaking out, like he saw, like I, I like I thought he might have seen lightning or or something like that. And then he starts like jogging off the field, and then kind of casually, jokingly ducks behind an umpire. And I'm like, what? What is going on? And then they zoo, like, the cameras catch it, and there's just a drone hovering over the field. What? Crazy, man. Yeah.
0: Dude, 2020. Am I right? Oh!
1: This is is insane. So, so, uh, uh, going back to my initial statements on this game, being uneventful. (laughs) Yeah.
0: What is it? Still one-to-one?
1: It's two-to-two now. Or two-to-two. But, man, this is – Wow. This is – I have it muted, so I don't entirely know what's going on. But just the reactions of every single player and coach and umpire is – they're, like, equally perplexed.
0: <laughs> well, and, and speaking of that, I mean, that that's just you know plays right into – I did want to touch on uh, with the way that uh, so many Cleveland fans love to just – I guess love to hate, whatever you want to say. You know, Frankie Lindor, who now has been on a tear, uh, has been hitting like crazy, doing great, playing awesome. I don't hear anybody talking about him but you know when he was struggling there for a little bit people couldn't get his name out their mouth. I just wish we would celebrate as much as we love to put down. I just wish society as a whole wasn't that way. We're only excited when it's the bad and ripping. We we don't like to celebrate, which is weird to me, but Well, uh, you also
1: have to you also have to put put that with respect to I mean the the negative folks are out there speaking the loudest and the most often because that's that's just their nature.
0: That's true. Um,
1: so when something good happens, they're they're left speechless.
0: So <laughs> that's
1: why the that's why it's it's a little bit more quiet on that front. That's just my thoughts on it. I that's a good
0: point, I'm, though. That's a very I don't good point. That.
1: And, and the drone's going back down, and now it's hovering again.
0: And so this just, game is going to be delayed until they what? Like get a giant butterfly net out there and catch the drone, or
1: uh, it might have crashed on a rooftop behind the stadium. Now hang on. It's, it looks like they got security involved somewhere.
0: So probably, like, if they can find probably, out who this person is, it's probably, like, flying over a stadium's like a no-fly zone, right? Like, don't they just, like... Yeah, I,
1: I I think you have to have some type of, like...
0: Like permit t- or...
1: TSA. Right. Yeah, per, uh, uh, permission to, like, even those, like, pregame t- flyovers, Right, right. Like I'm sure they have to get those like actually approved by like the league, by the stadiums, by the the local uh, agents. And this is insane.
0: Wow. Well, keep us posted as we go on here. If anything else, as uh, players
1: going back on the field. So okay.
0: So seems, drone seems like is all down.
1: Well.
0: It was probably shot down out of the sky by an F-14 Hornet or whatever that is. And
1: I I wish that were the case. But I <laughs> that would have looked anything. way cooler. Yeah. Seriously.
0: Um. Also, uh, we definitely would be uh, silly of us not to bring up that announced just today, officially, I believe, today, even though we've been talking about it, is that Big Ten football is back. So we're going to have some Big Ten college football, which, look, I know it's controversial. There's a lot of things that go along with it. Should they, should they not play with the the virus going and all of those sort of things and the kids and are they, it's all about the money and stuff like all those things. I understand that. That's just – in my opinion, I think – oh, I believe I hear Miles, the official dog of Chuck, talks a lot in the background there. Is that who that was?
1: Yeah, he just kind of
0: woke up from a little nap. That a boy. Sorry. Get, a, get up and at it, Miles. I like it. Um, but uh, all of that stuff I think is probably safe for another show. Uh, we don't tend – try not to di- – not that we can't touch on it, but overall, just as it is, I'm excited about it. Uh, that gives me just more football to watch. It seems as though uh, overall the – You know, there were some players that have already opted out. I actually believe they have the option to opt back in now from the sounds of it. I didn't dig too deep. I just read a couple things, but the players seem excited. So if the players are excited, I mean, it's not like anyone's forcing them to play. They want to play. They're now able to play. So I'm excited to watch them play. I I don't know what your feelings are on the whole.
1: Uh, I didn't have a chance to dig into it enough, but I, I did see the announcement was made, which is encouraging, you know, um, I'm a little bit more cynical when it comes to this stuff because of, uh, of how college football operates, but that, that, again, we can save that for another show. Um, I, I think that this is a, this is just them giving into pressure about finances and and earnings and
0: sure. And I mean, we probably are close to the same page there anyway.
1: For a quote unquote amateur sport. It's, it's a little bit, uh, Interesting to think that they they were able to change their stance so quickly on such a such a major decision, um, but I digress. Um, I mean, I'm excited. It's it's football. It's you know, we're we're gonna have football on Saturdays and, and we get to watch football that's that's close to our hearts on Saturdays now, as opposed to any football that may be playing in the southeast because that's the only football that we were able to get last weekend. Right. Um. But yeah, so it's it, it's football. It's exciting and and you know. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm for it.
0: All right. Well, good. I am too.
1: Let's just not, let's just not put lipstick on a pig here. (laughs) Right. No. (laughs) And and try to say, hey, you know,
0: right. We we
1: know what we're doing here. Yeah.
0: Don't just call it what it is. Yeah. I guess. Be honest with
1: ourselves and and let's play football.
0: Right. Well, nonetheless, we will have, now we'll have football here on Saturdays again. Football, like you said. Well,
1: starting in October. Yeah. yeah, Once we, (laughs) yeah.
0: That's right. We still have a little bit, a few weeks to go, but or a couple weeks to go till we get to it, but we're gonna have it, and I'm excited. It'd be good to watch it again. It's back, and as speaking of that, as you know, bringing up football, I'm gonna kind of backtrack a bit as I talk about. Um, you know, we got together to watch the game at John's place, the Browns on Sunday, and I just wanted to backtrack to that because, of course, it got me thinking. You know, talk about more Saturday football. That means that's more getting up on Saturdays, getting your food, going beers, the whole bit, and we do the same. You know, we doing the same tomorrow here for the Thursday night game, which is now being transferred to my place. So that, that next Brown's party is going to be here. Um, as I start doing that and looking for the food, I just had a question I wanted to pose to you. I know that, you know, I have become the grocery shopper as I was furloughed from work for a while. So I kind of took those duties from the lovely and talented Jen, my wife. And I just, where it really hit me was I was trying to find some Velveeta cheese at the grocery store and i went to this section they literally have a section that's titled cheese and the Velveeta cheese was not in said section as a matter of fact it was at the complete opposite end of the grocery store on a shelf next to the mexican aisle or at the start of the mexican aisle and i just wondered who makes these like is it so i was at giant eagle where i happened to be so it's like there's just, is there like the CEO just sits up there and decides what aisle he like to put things in? And he's like, look, I'm sorry, jackass is going to come here looking for cheese. Let's put this over here, nowhere near the cheese, just fun. Or I don't know who makes this call and why would the Velveeta cheese not be by the.
1: No, my, my theory on that just gut instinct. Um, you know how many different cheeses there are out there, right? Many. Yeah. Uh, more than
0: I'm, I'm going to count.
1: Right. Uh, First instinct is they ran out of room in the cheese section, <laughs> and they're like, "Where do we have space in the aisles? Uh, right here? Yeah. All right, that's cool. Let's let's. It, it does does it doesn't make sense. I don't. We'll, we'll figure it out. It, it just, we we're we're running out of of real estate here in the store. Let's just call for what it is, and no one complained, and maybe you might be the first.
0: I'm gonna have to get a hold. I need to. I don't know. I'll have to have you. You're, you're you're the one that does the strongly worded letters. I need <laughs> I need you to put together one for me. Whereas, because that's far from the only thing. That was the only thing I noted. But there's so many things when you walk around a grocery store that you're like, I need this, and then you're like, where would it be? And if I'm like three aisles deep and I haven't found it yet, it's in the wrong spot. That, I mean, if I have made three guesses and I haven't found the thing, then it is not where it should be, regardless of what it is. I mean, now on that now on that note. With respect to that kind of uh, situation,
1: have, how many times – I won't say have you ever because I'm sure that you have because let's be honest, we all have. How many times have you been in a grocery store looking for something, you went to the aisle you thought it was in, wasn't there, kept looking, double back to that aisle you thought it was in, still wasn't there, <laughs> and then triple backed and then saw it there?
0: Yeah, for sure. How many
1: times has that happened in your life? Cause Way too many. It happened, to, it happened to me in our in our food prep for for uh, Sunday because I was looking for uh, a barbecue spice rub for the po- pork uh, that we smoked. And it took me three trips down the barbecue <laughs> sauce aisle to find it. I'm like, oh, well, no, it's got to be with the spices. Yeah, that's it's got to be there. It wasn't there. So, Is it by this barbecue sauce? I looked there. It's not there. What? I thought it- – should be here. Go back to the spices. It's not there. Go back to the barbecue sauce. Oh, there it is. <laughs> like, what? Like, like, as if you now had to, like... Now, that's that's operator error there. I'll, I'll be honest with that. Right. Because me, I, I just my eyes were just not helping me out in that situation. Well, was but it?
0: Or, you ever think poor, about this... Or product
1: placement. What,
0: what maybe? if maybe the one time when you reached up and maybe you touched, I don't know, a it like, you know, it's like the bookcase when you pull back on the one book and the bookcase comes open and the secret <laughs> department behind it. So you have to like lift like the one ketchup bottle and it makes like the rub pop up from the right for your, I mean, I don't know because you're right. I, only, that's the only explanation I can come up with that makes sense as to why I wouldn't be able to find the product when it obviously was there the whole time or
1: next, next time I see you at the grocery store, you're going to be picking up every damn ketchup bottle, aren't you? Yeah, that's like, gonna stay in the back of your mind, and you're just like, I know, "Let's see if this actually works." <laughs> I know that the
0: hot sauce is out here somewhere. If I pull the right Heinz ketchup <laughs> bottle, like I'm gonna get it. But yeah, the that part's crazy. But something else we have to get to. And now that I have moved into the new Chuck Talks a Lot studio, I forgot to grab this, and I'm a little upset with myself. But we need to go over our picks that we made from last week.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, good call.
0: Yeah, we need to, and I, I just remembered that we did that because uh, it was we haven't done it in the past, but it is something I want to do and I want to keep up with. So absolutely, and um, then we're gonna
1: have to make our picks for this weekend, or do you want to?
0: Yeah, no, we're gonna go ahead and make them. We're gonna go ahead and make them okay. right now. So okay, we're, let's cool. first go back and look at last week's uh, picks. Now, I, I know we'll remember our picks. Uh, I think it's pretty simple. Uh, I have them upstairs uh, in my old Chuck talks a lot. Uh, office. So uh, as a matter of fact, I may have just heard some scurrying in the background that possibly those scores are going to make it down here to me any second. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if possibly the lovely and talented Jen is making a mad dash for me uh, to get the post-it note that I speak of. I have a feeling that she is. So the first game, of course, we uh, called was the Texas Texans and chiefs game and, uh without looking i know we both said chiefs by a million i think was our exact uh prediction if i remember right uh, uh yeah yeah so they didn't win by a million but it felt like they it did they kind of did yeah it felt like did. they it, the final score is 34 to 20 i watched almost that entire game it felt like it was 74 to 3 i don't know but regardless we were both right on that pick so next game we had seahawks against the falcons i know uh quickly we both picked the seahawks Uh, Because we talked about how the Falcons just always are supposed to be good and they never are. And they held true to not being good and lost 38-25. Now, Jets and the Bills. I believe we both took the Bills. Memory serves me right. Mm -hmm. And we were both correct on that one as well as the Bills won 27-17. Bears-Lions. I think we both took the Lions. I think I took the Lions. I think we both took the Lions on that as well. This is
1: great radio. This
0: is it's great, great radio. Right? This is where you struggle to remember what you did because you forgot to prepare yourself. Nonetheless, the Bears, which I know they had a stunning comeback. Mitchell Trubisky. MVP Mitch. MVP Mitch coming back to give the lead. So, so far, we're just hand in hand here uh, being right. But now also, that's our first loss. Packers Vikings. I Uh, picked the
1: Vikings. I believe you did pick
0: the the Packers. I did pick the Packers. You did pick the Vikings. That was one of the few we split on. we got
1: boot stomped.
0: So, well, the final score wasn't as bad as you would. 43-34, but giving up 43 points, (laughs) that's, you know, but you also gave up 34. I think
1: that game was over pretty early. Yeah. I think a lot of those points were uh, by the Vikings were
0: uh, garbage time. Right. So, first time that we split there, there it is. Uh, I was on the winning end of that one. Dolphins-Patriots. Uh, we, of course, both went Patriots. And thanks to Cam Newton and the fact that they called three straight quarterback runs in a row, at one point in that game with Cam Newton, they were able to win 21-11. We were both right on that one. It's a odd score. Yeah, so now the Eagles. Oh, well, look at this. If I wasn't correct. Uh... The lovely and talented Jen was able to come up with our picks. And not only did she have our picks, she, of course, put them on a nice printout sheet and has them on a nice piece of paper, much better than what I had come up with. Um, but, <laughs> but as, as we all, So uh, we'll go back here. We, we did both take the Chiefs. So we both win there. We both took Seattle, win. Bills, win. You did take the Lions. It's a big, fat loss for you. Bears for Chuck, big win for me. Packers, Vikings... You did take the Vikings. Another big fat L for you. Packers for me. Big W. So I was wrong. I did take the Bears. How about that?
1: There you go.
0: I, I double back and changed. so we both took the Pats. Big win there. Eagles in Washington. Washington football team who scores twenty-seven unanswered to come back and beat the Eagles. Yeah. We both Yikes. took the Eagles. Big fat L's across the board for the two of us. Interesting. Uh, Raiders, Panthers. We were both trying to stay true to our old home of North Carolina where we spent some time. You were in Charlotte. I was not. Nonetheless, they let us down in glorious fashion yeah. as they do a lot to people. Big fat L's across the board there. Bolts and Jags.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, not. I think we were two of of many that got that one wrong.
0: Yeah. Uh, Bolt's coming up with the loss to Gardner. Speaking of Gardner Minshew, um, I literally heard a discussion today on the radio where people were trying to discuss if the Browns would be better off if we had Gardner Minshew than Baker Mayfield. And I couldn't have thought of a absolute more worthless, pointless, dumb conversation maybe in my life. Because what? who cares, first of all, even if we were, which we're not. But even if we were... We don't. We're. We we do not have, nor will we ever have Gardner Minshew. So I. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on from that. Uh, Chargers. Bengals. Chargers. Luckily, <laughs> came through with the win, which we both did pick. The Chargers. We both got that win, even though the Bengals were a wide right field goal away from tying the game, not winning it. Everybody acts like they were that close to winning it. No, that was tying it. And also, we should note, the Browns did cut Austin Seibert after the game, deservedly so. He has now been signed by the Bengals, and all of a sudden, uh, uh, Austin Seibert is the best kicker of all time, according to Cleveland Browns fans.
1: It's still, it's it, on that note, it's still a game-time decision if he's even going to be active for them. So, right. Um, right. He, he was added to their roster, so in true Cincinnati Bengals fashion, they have two kickers on their 53-man roster. <laughs>
0: Including an um, one injured of, one.
1: One of which will not play tomorrow night.
0: Right. So, so you know,
1: there be, that being said,
0: and you know, please that's, continue. Yeah, that's about as much worth talking about as Gardner Minshew. Um, Saints and Bucks. We both took the Saints. Both got big wins there. Um, Tom Brady not looking stellar in his return. And, you know, whatever. We both got a win there because we knew that he wouldn't and the Saints would win. Niners, Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, we were also, as you said, two of many who got that one wrong. Uh, I don't know of anybody who thought that the Cardinals were winning that game, including us. Uh, we both took big L's there. Uh, then we had the Cowboys and Rams. Uh, big fat L's. I picked L's. the
1: Cowboys, I think. And, and
0: yep. Yeah. You did, yeah. and so did I. But we both took the Cowboys. And both lost. Again, the Cowboys are turning into the Falcons, right? Like, they're just supposed to win these games, and they don't. I don't know. Uh, Steelers and Giants. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Carry on. Yeah, I'm going to give you the win, though, because you were right. Was the right call. Uh, I did go with oh, Giants. Owned,
1: oh, that that's right. You did pick the Giants because you couldn't pick the Steelers. That's yeah.
0: Right. But, and, you know, to be honest, I actually, <laughs> for a while there, I thought maybe I was on to something, and then Daniel Jones just kept throwing interceptions. And... That one at the goal line was just the backbreaker, really, uh, that did them in. But nonetheless, uh, an L for me, a W for you. And lastly, the Titans-Broncos. We both went Titans, and we came out on top there. Uh, there. So let's see. The tallies at the end. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 wins for yours truly. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, for John. So I got the one game lead going into week two. Let's start off week two. I know the Can Browns, I stop here real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Please do. Uh,
1: until you just said it, I didn't know who won the Titans Broncos <laughs> game. I swear to you, I had no idea who won that game because I was up for the Steelers uh, Giants game. And obviously that. The, the second game started at like ten
0: thirty. Second game um, started like
1: on like it
0: started yesterday.
1: And I had I hadn't heard I I hadn't heard one word about it until you said something. So thank you.
0: Yeah, well I'm glad now you can sleep easy tonight. Now that you know <laughs> that, that, that the Titans won. So on to week two. Even though I know the first game of week two is tomorrow night, we will pick that game last. On to the games on Sunday. First game, we have the Giants at the Bears. Giants at the Bears.
1: I'm going to go Bears. I think they're going to oh, okay. take some momentum into that one. When it, okay. I, I, still, I still don't buy into the Giants whatsoever.
0: Okay. I don't either, yet I'm taking the Giants. So do what you will with that. <laughs> I have no other reason why other than uh, – I just think the Bears got kind of lucky last week. And also Saquon, oh, sure. and Saquon Barkley had like one rushing yard uh, in that Steeler game. So I look for that to be changed a lot. Uh, Falcons at the Cowboys. How ironic. What I just say? The Cowboys are becoming the Falcons. And now the Cowboys play the Fal- Falcons at the Cowboys. Wow. Um, That's a good one.
1: Do you have a spread on that one? I uh, like yeah, I do.
0: Actually, uh, Dallas is minus four.
1: So it's almost a coin flip. Basically a pick of it. I'm, I'm going to go Dallas.
0: Okay, me too. That's who I was going with. I literally started. I already wrote Falcons under your name because I just felt it, and I'll cross that out. <laughs> I literally just felt like you were going Falcons. So we're both going Cowboys there. Lions at the Packers. Uh, I'm Packers. going Packers. Yeah, I mean yeah. Packers, yeah. Packers. Packers by a million. Yeah, talk about momentum. Jeez Louise. Aaron Rodgers looking to just, I think, just go ham this entire uh Jags at the Titans. Titans. Ooh, Titans.
1: I don't, I, I, again, we, we, <laughs> we were two of, of many that, that picked Indianapolis to steamroll the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday. And yeah. I, I, I. I if they win on Sunday, good for them. But I think it's fool's gold that they, they beat Indy.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm totally going Titans as well. Uh, Vikings at the Colts. Vikes at the Colts. Uh, man, both of those teams with big letdowns in week one. Right. Um. Boy.
1: I'm going to go Colts.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, I'm going Vikings on a little bit different track there. I mean, the only good thing to come out of the Colts game, and it's not good, it's actually sad. The sad news to come out of the Colts game, we'll put this two ways. The sad news is that Marlon Mack tours Achilles, and he's out for the right. year, and that sucks. Right. The only bright spot of that is is I have the second-string running back in fantasy, so he's now going to be a oh, starter.
1: I, oh, I looked for him immediately when I saw that. And sure enough, he's on another roster.
0: Yeah, I drafted him, and uh, I don't know why, but apparently that's why. I knew this was coming.
1: Hey, but I took AP. I found him this week in our waiver wire, so...
0: Oh, on the waiver wire. I drafted him, too, in a league. <laughs> so,
1: fingers I crossed. I might, I might get something out of it. There you
0: go. All right. Uh, Bills at the Dolphins. Bills. Oh, yeah. Niners at the Jets. Niners. Oh, God. Niners by all of the points. Like... Niners have got to just – got to be ready to just go. So,
1: so I, I don't want to divert too much because we're, we're, we're kind of closing in on the end. But um, I heard something on, on one of my podcasts today that I thought it would be an interesting topic for for you to bring up to you is how come when we – like, for example, the Bills and Jets just played this past Sunday and the Bills basically steamrolled the Jets. Yep. Um, how come when we talk about – the Bills playing the Jets, it's Josh Allen is not quite the the quarterback that, that a, a winning team needs, or he doesn't have the ability to be a winning quarterback in the league, and Sam Darnold's always a top prospect, and he's going to be an elite quarterback, and this and that, but you look at the way they've performed through two-plus seasons, and one's been to the playoffs, and it's not the top prospect. <laughs> you think about that right like, yeah. Like, yeah no it's I know, absolutely I know, true we took baker mayfield in the first pick in that draft so it's 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 definitely in our wheelhouse of, of conversation topics but i mean everybody dismisses josh allen as a legit quarterback everybody touts uh um, sam darnold as the next great thing yet those two career paths seem to be on different trajectories right now
0: yeah no that's a very excellent point and We will have to dig more into that because that that goes. That's a tip of It is because that's like the tip of an iceberg of a conversation we could dig way down in. I'm gonna put that down here now to remember that because we're gonna bring that up on the next next episode and we're definitely gonna need to dig into that because it is funny how things are just and no matter what happens in that course of these two people's uh, you know career or whatever. When the when the next draft comes up, this upcoming NFL draft, and the one after that, and the one after that, they're still gonna pick the guy that they feel is Sam Darnold and not the guy that's Josh Allen, based on all of those things you just said. Yep. Not what you know. It doesn't matter that a guy who wasn't, didn't fit the mold, so to speak, or didn't have this, that, and the other thing, is more successful than the one that did. Yeah. I like I like that a lot. We're gonna dig into that next one, no doubt. But back to our picks. Uh, next game is the Rams and the Eagles. Rams at the Eagles. That's a tough Rams. one. I'm Rams. also going Rams. Absolutely, Rams. Me too. Eagles I think the just. Eagles are beat up. Yeah, they're just. I don't know. Just the Eagles, man. I don't know. Sorry, yeah. Michael, if you're listening. I know you hate to hear me say that. Uh, Broncos at the Steelers. Oh, jeez, Louise. Steelers. Holy. Can, all right, no, don't never mind. We, I can't start. All right, I'm going. Okay. Bron, I'm going Broncos. Um, Panthers at the Bucks. Bucks. Keep, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. Three strikes, you're out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I also am going Bucks. Tom Brady's gonna go bananas. Uh, the Washington football team at the Cardinals. Cardinals. That same here, going Cardinals. Uh, let's hope that was a fluke, what we saw in the Washington. The other defense did look good, but we got them coming up here after our Thursday game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, That's correct. T- Chiefs at the Chargers. Chiefs. Yeah, i I'll probably just... I mean, I'm gonna pick the Chiefs till they give me a reason not to, which they very well may not do that at all. I was, I
1: was just thinking the same thing.
0: I mean, now all of a sudden they got this rookie running back who looks like an absolute stud that I probably should have taken in fantasy. Anyway, fantasy football is a whole other thing that we could talk about, but we're already almost an hour in, so we won't. Uh, Ravens at the tight. Uh, I'm sorry, Ravens at the Texans. Ooh, interesting I'm gonna game. Go,
1: I'm gonna go Ravens. I think it's going to be a lot closer
0: than uh, some may think. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to – now I'm going to go Texans. I'm going to do it. I, I I was thinking that. You almost took me out of the pick, and that's when I would have been wrong. So I'm going to stick with the Texans. Texans are getting seven points in that. That seems like a lot for that game. Uh, page, did, in,
1: did you say in Houston?
0: Yeah, in Houston. Seven-point wow. underdogs, yeah.
1: Yes, I mean – Baltimore is a ten-point favorite in, in that sense.
0: Yeah, that's insane. Uh, Patriots at the Seahawks. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a Sunday night game there. Seahawks. Oh, I want Seahawks. Home. I too. am going to go Seahawks. If the Patriots got it, took a lot to just get that win last week, uh, and now only one Monday night game this week. Saints at the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm just gonna say that a lot to try to get used to saying it. Saints at the Raiders. Saints. Same here.
1: I, I I'll, again, I'll, I'll I won't buy into the the Raiders until they give me a reason to. <laughs> yeah, I, I
0: couldn't agree more. All right, so that brings us to the last game to pick, which is tomorrow night's game, which of course is the Browns game, the Cincinnati Bengals. At the Browns, do you know, what have you seen what the spread is on this game?
1: Uh, I believe you told me earlier, Browns got a uh, six-point edge. Okay,
0: yes, they are favored by six. Also an interesting at But, nonetheless, Bengals at Browns, who you got?
1: Uh, I got the Browns for sure, and it's it's not a uh, uh, as... Uh, Forceful as last week's. Um,
0: <laughs> right. By that I
1: mean I'm not trying to like stretch it to, to make the pick. Um, I I think that the key injuries on the on the Bengals defensive front line is going to help. I think the getting a lot of the hiccups out of the way against a, a dominant team in Baltimore it it didn't necessarily expose the Browns. It, it more so um, gave coach Stefanski and the staff a lot to consider and like adjusting saying, all right, well, we, we ran into a buzzsaw. We don't have to necessarily throw out the playbook and and start from scratch. It's more of a, we got a tinker here and there. Um, I think they know exactly what they need to do to beat this Bengals team and Baker Mayfield always knows how to perform under the lights. Um, hopefully Odell gets a good performance because he usually does pretty well under the lights um, yeah I, I have all the confidence in the world that the Browns are gonna roll um, just I hope I'm right
0: <laughs> <laughs> well you basically summed it up I won't repeat everything you said uh, I agree with all of it I think it all uh, holds true those are essentially my exact thoughts I obviously am picking the Browns to win as well I think the Browns are gonna show what we in our minds dreamt that we would see last week and with last week being essentially their first preseason game. Uh, right. I, <laughs> I think they learned a ton and let's just hope that they translate that into again, doing the complete opposite of what we saw. So aside from, and I, I would be mad at myself. If I didn't bring this up. Uh, Larry Ogunjobi was a bright spot in that game last week. We didn't bring that up uh, when I was trying to come up with bright spots. Larry O'Ganjobi was unblockable, played like a beast, Pro Football Focus had him rated as, I believe, the number one defensive player in the entire league regardless of position. Uh, he was three points higher than Aaron Donald uh, at uh, overall rating for the week. So shout out I to was gonna Larry. Bring,
1: I was going to bring it up, but I didn't have a window of opportunity. So yeah, I
0: I, and that was on, I kind of let that slide by, and that was my mistake. Definitely need to bring up the fact that the guy absolutely balled out. And if he can do that again— Along with some other adjustments made by this team, game that we want to have, and we can actually have a fun night uh, during the game, not just before and after here at my house. <laughs> when, Absolutely, when the game is going on. So, uh, update on the Indians' score before we go ahead and get out of here. Two to
1: two, top seven.
0: Okay, no flying objects at the moment or drones? Uh, no,
1: no drones uh, reported since the fifth day. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll keep my eyes out for more uh, drone info. <laughs> uh, so, all right, anyway, all that being said, guys, everybody, thanks for listening. Hopefully the uh, new setup we got going here sounds okay, turns out good, and, and the stream sounds great. Let me know. Give me the feedback. I gave you the stuff earlier. Uh, let me know what you think, how it sounded, a couple sound effects in there. Hopefully that played out well. And uh, we're going to try to keep improving. We got more and more stuff we're trying to work on to, to add to this content. We're going to hopefully get to a point where you're actually watching John and I do this podcast versus just listening to us. So uh, that's going to be the next step coming up and just it's, it's in the works, man. We're, we're trying, man. I'm doing what I can. I'm just a simple man. Take it easy on me. So anyway, thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Go Brownies baby. And uh, as always, Don't look down on somebody unless you're helping them up. We'll see you all next time. Take care, man. Cheers.